Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. These series are hosted by Arvid Bhatt, a triple accredited master coach and expert on the leadership brain and personality. He's worked with over 500 CXOs of multinational companies. Besides his work as an executive coach, he's an author and public speaker. Every episode contains a 15-minute masterclass with in-depth knowledge and a practical case study. Follow our series and become an expert on leadership yourself. Welcome to the Leadership Lessons Podcast. Episode 3, Symbiosis. Welcome back to the Leadership Lessons Podcast, and thank you so much for tuning in again. It's great to work on this project and receive your suggestions and reactions in my mailbox. So please keep up this interaction. It really improves the quality and enables me to adapt the content to your needs. So please connect with podcasts at true-leadership.com. Today we're going to talk about symbiosis. It's a bit more heavy stuff, but please bear with me. I'll try to make the complex facts easy digestible and place it all in a realistic context you can relate to. So what is symbiosis? The word means something like living together, but actually is more like being together. Together being one would be my way to describe symbiosis. It all starts with you, inside the safe womb of your mother, when she's pregnant. As this embryo, you're completely depending on your mother. You are physically one. Fully symbiotic and actually sharing blood, food, warmth and connection. 24-7 for about 9 months in a row. And then suddenly you're born. It's a bit of a bloody thing and you'll never remember a moment of it, luckily. But for sure, things change from this moment on forward. You experience something we call frustration. Because suddenly not everything is there. You're not automatically warm and fed nor are you feeling the comfortable touch of your mummy. If all is well and your mother is taking her task seriously, she will answer your frustration with the right action. So if you feel cramped, she'll put a warm water bottle in your bed to keep you comfortable or softly rubbing your tummy. If you just filled your diaper with all kinds of nasty stuff, she'll release you by changing it with a clean one. With this, she'll build your trust. you learn to trust that if you experience frustration, your mother is there to help you. Unconditionally. And don't take this word lightly, because a baby is completely helpless. And useless, by the way. So there's nothing to give back. In the first three months, this little treasure can't even smile. The mother gives all this trust and love with nothing in return. Take this in for a moment. Create a mental picture and label it as symbiotic love and connection. It's the most pure form of unconditional love you'll ever experience, if all is good. Because in 10 to 15% of all cases, things aren't very good. The baby is not fed with this beautiful meal of love and connection. There are basically two ways that this can go wrong. Either you'll get too much of the good thing, or none at all. The attachment between mother and child isn't very healthy. Note at this moment that this is not a reproach in any way. People can give what they haven't received themselves. So in the case of too much symbiosis, the mother gave the baby a lot. More than it needed. And quicker than needed. 
because in a normal development, the time between frustration and trust builds up slowly. If you're this little baby, only a few seconds of wild noise make your parents respond. But let's say you're five years old and you ask your mother for some sweets. She might say, go outside and play with your friends and if you get back in later, you'll get some sweets. In the meantime, you have actually learned that this promise results in actions. You trust her, even when this takes two hours in between. When mothers spoil the children, this time will not be two hours or two minutes. They'll give the child too much and too fast. With this, the child develops a false idea about the world and himself. I'm special and people are here to serve me. Even this small four-year-old can act this way. You might know someone with this completely annoying child, but remind, it's not the child's fault. And it's not the mother's fault. It's a logical evaluation of the past. In the other situation, where the child gets no symbiosis at all, we see neglect. Children growing up with parents that aren't able to feel any attachment, possibly because of alcohol or drug abuse. But my clients are typically over 50, and parents might have lived through World War II. These parents gave the child everything they needed. But first of all, it was just about stuff. Emotions were non-existing because parents were suffering from extreme trauma. These children feel non-symbiotic as well. Also, the things they got, the love they received, was always conditional. Do your best, get results, win in sports. By doing this, they got love and recognition, but always with a price. Both the spoiled and the neglected children will grow up with an attachment disorder. It depends on the neurobiological blueprint they're born with, how they will develop. But either way, they're not going to show any reciprocal communication. The spoiled child will be very happy until the age of four. Then he or she will attend school and be completely anxious from that moment on. Because mummy taught the child that he's special and people are there to serve. But mummy forgot to tell the teacher and the other children. So it's going to be an extremely scary and dissociative world, in which the child will probably respond by blowing up their posture and behavior, showing they don't care and are ready to lead the pact. The neglected child learned a very bitter lesson. People aren't there for me, so I'll just have to do everything on my own. With this in mind, the child will not engage with other children in school, proving himself right because no one will actually be there. They might try, but this child is so disturbed that he will always be insecure, extremely sensitive to danger and convinced that people at any moment in time will stab him in the back. So imagine this group of children divided in three groups. Group 1 is the healthy group with children that are connected and loved in a sensitive and symbiotic way. Practically none of them want to be a leader, because no one gets this email one day from Jeff Bezos asking to chair the board of Amazon. No one in the world. People on this level fought for it, paid an incredible price, and healthy people are certainly not willing to go through that pain, uncomfort, period, frustration and misery. The second group consists of the neglected children. They're not willing to connect to others and learned to deal with things themselves. Probably they'll become extremely good at something, but not in a team context. You'll find these people in science or as an artist, writer, or lonely professional, working very hard, proving themselves right. The last group is all about the spoiled children, being anxious and blowing up their self-image in order to feel safe. This group will probably try to enter the world of business and success. 
That sounds a bit harsh, you might think. Well, no leader in the world got his or her position for free, and none of them found the right pleasant. Actually, if I ask these people if they retire, if it was all worth it, most of them will say, no, it's not. Our spoiled children aren't spoiled anymore. They are insecure and anxious, but with this comes a great deal of sensitivity. Not only useful to protect yourself, but also to judge people and situations fast and correct. For this moment, let's see what the lessons are. 1. Symbiotic attachment is crucial in the development of one's personality. 2. Healthy development will probably end up in happy people that don't feel any urge to become a leader. And 3. The children with an overdose of symbiotic development might develop the ambition to get more recognition and love by scoring results and aiming for success. Practical Case Study A case study with Michael. This man is sitting in front of me, completely lonely and unhappy. If I would ask any random person from the street to judge this situation, they would say Michael is just a crybaby. He arrived in his Mercedes S-Class limousine, wears a $10,000 suit and a golden Rolex on his wrist. Nothing to complain about, right? Well, superficially, you might be right. But inside this man, there is only darkness. I'm so incredibly unhappy. I wouldn't mind to end my life and just stop the misery. Michael is a CEO and grew several companies for years now. In his most recent job, he worked on the IPO which means an initial public offer. Companies do this when going to market and giving out shares. Last year alone, he made $200 million for his company. So Michael must be thrilled, right? Well, he's not. Growing up wasn't easy for him. His parents had a terrible marriage and his father was always working. When Michael reached the age of nine, his parents divorced. His mother was extremely protective and always overcuddled young Michael. He grew up with this idea that he was special. In school he had to convince people of that idea because they couldn't believe him. Luckily he was extremely smart and fairly good looking. So he created this self-image of a strong, vibrant, all-knowing person who you would go to in times of crisis. Remember episode 2? People started to look up to Michael and accepted him as their leader. For a while. Michael felt recognized but always conditionally. After his work was done, people would spit him out. Because if he wasn't in charge, he wasn't a very pleasant guy to be with. His relationships always ended within six months. After the first rush of falling in love, it was all over. And Michael was never happy. He felt good in times of success, simply because he was recognized. But he was ultimately looking for unconditional love and recognition. But simply wasn't able to find it. Or accept it when it came by. He probably wouldn't recognize it when presented just in front of him. I just find this whole environment toxic and don't know how to end this endless journey of more, more and more. This man was trying to fill a water well with air. It's just never going to be full. We've worked on this for several weeks until he ultimately decided to leave the corporate world. It's an endlessly destroying world. In connecting with a great psychiatrist, we also decided that he should try some antidepressants. We will come back to this in a later episode, but a shortage of a certain neurotransmitters can be caused by both nature and nurture errors. In this case, Michael would chemically be unhappy for the rest of his life, 
and this is why we've intervened and tried to reset this balance. Right now he's in France, running a B&B with his new girlfriend. They're together for one and a half years now. So fingers crossed. Let's end this episode with the most important thing that came up. Symbiotic attachment is crucial in the development of one's personality. All successful leaders, writers, scientists and sports people show a typical symbiotic detachment in different forms and skills. Thanks for listening and I hope you join me next time when we're working on the subject matter of oxytocin. Thanks for listening and don't forget to like and subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud channels. More information on executive coaching and bookings can be found on true-leadership.com.